This is Dollars and Sensibility with Tom Stone. And we're gonna talk about what you really want. And at the end of the day, how to get what you really want is to understand money. Guild Mortgage, NMLS number 3274, Tom Stone, NMLS number 257849. The information contained in these podcasts are for educational purposes only and do not necessarily express the opinions of Guild Mortgage. So welcome to another episode, another podcast of Dollars and Sensibility. And today I've got a, I would say a very good friend, Travis Strong, who I've known through business for, I think we're going on 18 years, (laughs) 18 years. Well, why did I invite Travis? Well, because he's a wealth of knowledge. He's been around the block and he's been there, done that. And we had a conversation a couple of times ago. I'm like, I got to record this, man. I got to record this. Someone else has got to learn. Someone else has got to hear what he has to say, including myself. And we even started talking before the podcast and I go, hold, hold, hold. I got to record this, man. This is so good. So, so Travis, I'm going to just start with the question. And that is, we've been talking recently about investing, yes. but I want to start where you started so people can follow. And then we're going to, so the question was, Hey Tom, I want to, I want to pivot my life. I want to invest into other things, but I want to get people up to snuff. If you want to say that to how you got here. And I want to start off with something you told me. You said something I thought was very powerful, and that was, Tom, I I graduated high school. I didn't go to college. I, I kind of just learned as I went. That's true. Everything that I've uh, ever done career-wise has been two things, and that is just learn as you go, make a mistake, do it better the next time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and B is a lot of luck. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Timing and luck and, and just uh, not being afraid to go out there and don't be afraid to fail. Let's talk about this timing thing. So, and luck, just, I got to hear more about luck. Okay. You mean you just woke up one day, someone called you and said, I'd like to pay you some money. Tell me what luck looks like. What's it? No, what is luck? No, luck is, uh, luck is when you actually put yourself out there. You, you do take a risk, but, but the timing works out. Um, I, when I started my business, I might, my, my previous life, all I was ever in is construction, general mm-hmm. contracting. And in 07, I decided to start my property management company Okay, right before everything fell apart. Yep. Um, I just wanted to try something different. I had kind of wore out of the general contracting at that time and luck has it. Mm-hmm. There's your luck word. Mm-hmm. Luck has it. Six months later, uh, everything fell out the bottom. People were losing their jobs left and right. And that actually, surprisingly, I mean, it kicked off my business, uh, put it into overdrive. Hold this hold again. Hold on a second again. You benefited from the Absolutely. biggest recession since 1920s? Absolutely. Go down that road with us, please. Well, you, when you're dealing with a clientele like I deal with, um, you know, I, I deal with people's second and third homes in Park City here. Mm-hmm. You know, very, very wealthy people. I don't, I don't work with uh, rentals or you know, VRBOs, things along those lines. Mm-hmm. And so all these people that are used to spending money and they're, they're building additional homes in mm-hmm. you know, wherever in the world they want to recession hits, they tighten up their belt a little bit, but they're mm-hmm. not going to take a, a, a big hit on their property and sell them because they don't need to. Mm-hmm. And so instead they decide to invest in their property hmm. and it just really kickstarted everything and, and started my path off the right way. So you did remodeling? Yeah, absolutely. We, we do. There's not much I say no to, but, <laughs> but I do remodeling with all that said, I do carry my general contractor's license. That's mm-hmm. my kind of, you know, ace in the bag there. Yeah. Um, 
it, it, it allows me to do a lot of other things. There's still a little gap here where 2007 comes, you had made a choice to transition your business. It was good timing. How did you meet these clients? Where was this luck piece? In other words, they just, you woke up one morning, they all called you. What happened? No, no, that's another, that's a whole other story. It's, it's all who, you know, it's the people you meet and you can't meet these people without putting yourself out there. So when I first started my business, uh, it came about up in Wolf Creek Ranch mm -hmm. and I knew the developer and I knew the project manager who was, who was running the show up there. And they are the ones who got me in touch. We had become friends. We knew each other. They got me in touch with some of these, this clientele. Uh, after I started the business, got with a few of them, it just, it really took off. My, my name uh, was a good one up there. And fortunately for me, I started getting phone calls and you know, kind of away we go. Well, we're good friends and I'm going to, I'm going to call you out a little bit. I haven't heard luck yet. <laughs> well, I guess the luck would be uh, the timing of starting my business. So your I, choice I, no crystal ball, but, to transition it, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and also there's, when I say luck, it is, uh, no, it's not the typical luck that I think you're looking to get out of me. But you know, timing-wise, you, you can have you can have a lot of, of luck. But but it all starts with you putting yourself out there. I mean, it's not if anybody's just sitting on their couch waiting for something mm -hmm. to happen, it'll never happen. You got to put yourself out there, and then sometimes you have good luck. Sometimes you know, people who started businesses in 2020 right before COVID hit—that's mm -hmm. that's bad luck. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with your drive. Ambition. Except for the few like you that may have had good luck too. But there's a lot of them. If you're opening a restaurant, that's not a good time to open a restaurant, for example. No, it's not. And so, you know, don't uh, don't ever put luck into your business plan. Yeah. But just just know it is out there. But but luck, and then you use the word timing. Mm -hmm. But timing is. The word I'm hearing you say is be prepared. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how'd you prepare? Whether, well, just kind of, I mean, keep your eyes and ears open and keep an open mindset about anything because you never know what opportunity is going to be right in front of you. And if you're not looking for it, you're going to miss it. And most of what I have found anyway, is that is just putting yourself out there, just mm -hmm. being there. A lot of people try to, to hunt down their next venture, mm -hmm. which we all do. Yep. Don't get me wrong. But in my experience, a lot of it has just been through the people. Uh, th I'm here talking to you. Yep. You know, th th that's how all this stuff works. Yep. So, so you are a good networker. Uh, yeah. Little did I know. I mean, that, I, but that's, that's your bread and butter. It sounds like. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never advertised for anything I've ever done mm -hmm. any of my businesses. It's all word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And that's why, I mean, your word is everything. That was the first thing my dad taught me as soon as I could walk is, is your name is everything. Without your name, you have nothing. So keep a good name, do your business right, run an honest business and good things do come to you. And so that you could call that luck or call that, you know, just being smart. But Let's go down the road of put yourself out there. <clears throat> so you wake up in the morning. I keep having this wake up in the morning thing in my mind. You're starting a business. So let's call it, you know, pre 2007 for you, or at least transition your business. I decided you, you saw something. You must have said, I'm going to change my business because I was tired or because I saw something on the horizon or what? Uh, the construction industry had just burned me out. Okay. Uh, when I was younger working construction, it used to be a lot of camaraderie, a lot of guys working together to uh, obtain a certain goal. Mm -hmm. Certain, we want to complete this by the end of the week, and it just turned to where it's everybody for themselves. How fast can you do it? How cheap can you do it? Mm -hmm. Just getting beat up, and, and and that goes from everybody from the top dogs all the way down to mm -hmm. your, your your labor on site, and it just it started to burn me out. And uh, 
I wanted to try something new and mm -hmm. I wanted, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I was always on the plate. I always just figured I would start with general contracting, but mm -hmm. you know, I always tease when people ask me about it and I say it kind of lost its sex appeal. Construction yeah. <laughs> didn't, it, just, it wasn't exciting anymore. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that was, that was when I decided to, to pivot, try something new, something I honestly didn't know anything about at the time. Uh, again, kind of self-taught. So where did you get the comfort level to say, hey, I'm going to go hang out with millionaire, millionaires and billionaires and get business from them? It's just in your mindset. They put their pants on the same way. I know that's a cliche, but uh, I, they're no different. They're no different than anybody else. It, because that is a stumbling block for many people. Hey, I make this much money. You usually associate with that same social, yeah, demogra but, but social demographic. But I've used the term for years and years and years. I mean, when I first started with these wealthy people, it was very intimidating uh, just watching the amount of money that goes. But I always use this term. It's just another zero on a check. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. It, it It's all cash flow. It mm -hmm. all runs through whether whether it's 100 bucks or 100,000 bucks. Mm -hmm. it, it just it, it flows. So if you let that intimidate you, then you're going to get walked all over your entire career. Um, you can still be very respectful and keep your keep your dignity in check as mm -hmm. well. So. Just, just anybody out there who uh, is thinking about doing this, if you're dealing with whether it doesn't have to be super wealthy clients, it can be a boss, it can be anything. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can respectfully, uh, you you can still be very respectful and and uh, you know keep keep true to who you are, I guess. So we were chatting, and I want to bring it up again. It seems like, as you just said, actually, and I'm just going to repeat because I said it seems like people have a mentality that. And it's how they're raised. It's what they saw. It's maybe it's what they were told that if I make $50,000, I'm feeling really good. Nothing wrong with that. That's a good wage. There's another mentality that's 100000 Seems like the next one's about two fifty. dollars one, Another one's about five hundred. Just because I do mortgages for a living and I see people in their income, it just seems like there's these processes of people to go through. Then there's a million. After the million, it's, I don't know really, two million. Then it's 10 million. I don't know millionaires and billionaires thought processes, but then, you know, if I, if I have 10 million, how to make it a hundred million, but these are ceilings is what I'm saying. Sure. If I said growing up, man, if I could make a hundred thousand dollars, I've got it made. Right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it takes you 20 years to get there, but the economy and inflation has changed everything. Sure. You're like, wait a minute. I hundred thousand doesn't go like I thought it was. Right. Have you tell me your thoughts on that? Well, I honestly, I don't think there's a wrong answer to it. Um, some of the happiest people I know, you know, probably have mm -hmm. a household income of $75,000 a year. Mm -hmm. And, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's what I always try and remind myself is as I have employees and I work with other people and other contractors is, you know, I've often asked myself, why doesn't everybody just start a business? Mm -hmm. why doesn't everybody put themselves out there. There's so many benefits to it. Yep. And my CPA who has just been, uh, who has just been fantastic. He, he educated me one day and he says, not everybody's made, not everybody's made for the stress. Not everybody mm -hmm. wants the the stress of it. And uh, that really hit me hard because mm -hmm. just because you can do it, you know, oftentimes doesn't mean you should do it. Yeah. And yep. you just you need to find where your comfort level is, what you're happy with. I mean, some of the wealthiest people I know, they work 70 hours a week and they're miserable. Mm -hmm. They have money, but they have no time to spend it. Mm -hmm. So you have to find a happy medium in there. And, and to your point, whether it's 50, a hundred, uh, you know, a million dollars a year, whatever that is. Uh, it's, it's good to set your personal goal, but you, you need to understand that not everybody's going to share that. But with that said, you, what was your mentality? So 100% agree with you, but to be that entrepreneur to say, I'm going to open another business 
and I'm going to work for the wealthy. If you said, if you had a hundred thousand dollar mentality, you're going to be way intimidated to talk to someone who maybe is way above that. And you don't know maybe how to talk the talk or whatever you did. Yeah, but why would you be intimidated? Well, that's there's my question. I've never understood. But, but, but most of us are. So teach us. Well, I'm not sure how to teach. <laughs> you know, it, it's, I know it sounds kind of, <laughs> kind of cocky there, but, but I don't know how to teach it. It's just, you have to understand, you know, Tom, you and I talked a week ago mm -hmm. when we were talking about um, psychology Yeah, and almost everything that you do, it, it all boils down to psychology. It's how you deal with people. And this is another thing I've said. I'm, I am definitely not the smartest general contractor out there. I bar none. I, mm -hmm. I, I'm not that guy. I'm probably not the smartest property manager mm -hmm. out there, but I am very good at dealing with people. And that is people who have a lot of money right down to people who are, you know, pulling weeds in the garden. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. You, you have, feel like they're a part of the team mm -hmm. um and 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 i kind of i kind of work as a bridge between mm -hmm. the wealthy and, and the others and so psychology is everything mm -hmm. and whether and your psychology tells you how much money you think you're worth right your psychology tells right. you how much money you think these people are worth yep and what i found is it's not about how much money they're worth it's just if they're worth it mm -hmm. um you know, I had told you last time I've got into this kind of little kick when I go and interview with people, I don't like to sign contracts. Go, go through that. Well, easily go through that. That's, so I love that piece. It kind of, uh, it kind of just started as, as a kind of, in a, I guess, having a bad day. And I <laughs> <laughs> went and met with a new client and uh, gave him a proposal the following day. And they, they says, we'll sign this uh, contract and get it back to you. And I just said, you know, I don't even want you to sign it. Let's work together for six months. And see if we like each other because six months from now i might not like you you might not like me and i'm not going to have a piece of paper bind us together and so you know really it, it it came down to i'm very fortunate that i can choose mm -hmm. who i want to work with and i think everybody especially young entrepreneurs they need to they need to follow that lead and just because <clears throat> excuse me just because somebody offers you an opportunity doesn't mean you have to take it mm -hmm. you need to pick and choose and, and everybody says oh well there's money to be made there and mm -hmm. there may be, but, but at what cost? Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're, that is the exact reason why I don't do rentals. I don't do, you know, these VRBOs. Mm -hmm. I have people all the time calling me wanting this mm -hmm. and I don't do it. It has nothing to, whether I could do it or not, I choose to not put that into my life. I, mm -hmm. I'm happy with where I'm at. So, so again, I would, I would highly recommend, I mean, select who you want to work for, where you want to work. And it will come around. I mean, it's, I know it feels when you're young and starting out, it feels like you have to take every job that's offered to you and you just don't. In the business world, we call that, you know, who is your avatar? And of course, people think about the blue people movie sometimes or all the time when you hear that. But the avatar description is not just an, uh, you know, an age bracket and an income bracket. It's certainly male, female. Where do they live? What are their hobbies? What do they like to do? What, what makes them tick? You know, the more you can have that. And really the only way you find that out is to ask them, mm -hmm. you know, now let's go. Cool. You, you see, you, you take, you, you say things just right off. Like it's a factual thing that's done. And I got to back you up every time. <laughs> so you said on a bad day or whatever you said, no, I don't want a contract, which is an absolute contract guarantee for income. Everybody would say you're nuts. You're crazy. Sure. You're going to work for six months. And then at the end of that six months, you could have nothing. Sure. So you gambled. Yeah. 
is a gamble. Everything that we do, especially in business, everything is a gamble. But but I gambled that we were going to, well, it, and let me take that back. I'll, I'll reverse that on you. I think a gamble would be to let's sign a year contract that I'm locked into working with somebody who in six months, I maybe I can't stand. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, unfortunately, <coughs> I know that it's not, everybody can't do that right off the get go. Sure. You know, you, you got to start somewhere, but I've just gotten to that point to where I, I think it makes a lot of sense to say, let's wor working together is a lot more of, compatibility of personalities as opposed mm -hmm. to compatibility of, of work ethic. And so when you first meet somebody and you have an interview, there's no way in a, in a 30 minute interview, nope. you can, you can find if you're going to enjoy working with these people mm -hmm. for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a preliminary trial is what I kind of look at it as. And, and it's been surprising because since then I've probably had four or five clients I've had that exact same approach with, and it's actually been very well received. How was the first one received when you said that? Actually to really well. Really well. Really well. They were very surprised. I think it kind of kicked them back. I don't think they'd heard anything like that before because if somebody offers, you know, when they offer people jobs, I mean, people yeah. generally jump on it and yeah, yep. let's sign it up. For please, please, years. please. You bet. Yes, sir. I'm going to do the best I can. But it's, it's just a, it's a respect, you know, thing. It's uh, I, I want to enjoy working for you. I want you to enjoy me working for you. And if, if that doesn't work, why, why are we, why are we forcing it? In my industry doing mortgages, one of the main referrals is realtors. And for me, I have some fantastic relationship with realtors, but not a lot of my business comes from realtors because in some respects, and again, that's just not a certain type of person like that, but there are some people that treat us mortgage people. I, I say like a whipping boy, you know, okay, mortgage person, how fast can you get this done? When are you gonna get it done? How can you get this done? And then something goes wrong, you kind of get thrown <clears> on the bus. And by no means am I trying to say that's anybody, everybody, but I've had that experience. Sure. I've had that experience and go, wait a minute, I don't want to work with that person. Right. Even though, yeah, they might, they sent me a deal. They could send me another one. I don't want to work with that person. I want to work with that person who treats me like a partner right. and respects what I do. I'm like, Hey, go to Tom Stone at Guild Mortgage, man. He treats you right. And then whatever, you know, it's not like they're second guessing or, or whatever. And is that what you're kind of saying too? Is that it's a partnership almost? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I had this conversation actually with a client of mine yesterday. They were leaving for the holidays and we just had a, you know, goodbye, see you next year conversation. Mm -hmm. And I, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a frog in my throat today. <clears throat> and I kind of made a point to tell him like we, we were actually talking about how long we've worked together and I started working with him in 2006. Hmm. So, you know, we're going on seven years with this thing. And and as we were talking, I just, I, I had to remind myself to tell him, I really appreciate um, he and his wife, how they work with me. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times these people, and, and I keep on talking to my industry just because that's what I'm familiar yep, with. Yep, but, yep. but people think if they have enough money to throw at something, they can make anything happen. And, you know, these, these people have never been that way. They have understood if, if we, if we can't get a part for this boiler furnace, we just can't get the part. We're going to make do to where I've worked with other people who, you know, I don't care what it costs, get it here. No, you don't understand. It's unavailable. You can't, can't get, get it. it. And so, you know, my point was, I was talking to this gentleman just saying how much I've appreciated our, our working relationship. And it is a partnership. Yep. Um, you know, I, I make mistakes. You bet I do, but I take ownership of every mistake I make mm -hmm. and he respects that. And I respect the fact that, uh, you know, they, they can be demanding. But, but it is, it's a mutual respect and, and it is a partnership. So there's a level of confidence that you're sharing with us. You used the word cocky earlier and, and, and you aren't, but there's some level of confidence. Where'd that come from? 
Because I think it's I think this is a confidence thing to maybe that's the root. Like what is the root of where this starts? Probably if, probably the fact of almost everything that I've ever learned in my life, I've learned it by doing it wrong twice. <laughs> and so when you do it wrong a couple of times and then you learn to do it right, you're very confident with with how you're doing it. Um, it, it it's there, there is a big difference. Some people just they have confidence. It's, it's false confidence. Mm hmm because they want to appear to be confident. Mm -hmm. But but I think truly if you, well, a couple of things. If you're always honest and if you never have a lie and if you always charge properly and you always have, it, it's clear right there across the board, what do you have to be intimidated about? What do you have to be worried mm -hmm. about? Mm -hmm. uh, when I was younger in this business, I also found that when something would break, when something go wrong, no fault of our own, things wear out, they go mm -hmm. bad it really was intimidating to go to an owner and say, Hey, we've got a $25,000 repair that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. um, because at the time you don't have enough experience to know, is that actually a fair number? You've been doing this for as long as I have. I know what it should cost. I know how long it should take. So your confidence is obviously through the roof when you talk to your client, when you talk to your subs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some of this is just life experience. It can't really be taught. It's just time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then, like I say, the other half is, is you're going to make mistakes. You learn from them, yeah. you move forward, and next time you know better. That gives you a lot of confidence. How old are you when you when you pivoted this business in two thousand seven? What was your age then? Oh boy, that was uh, I was thirty. You were thirty. Thirty. Yep. So you'd done the con contractor thing in your twenties. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and from my teens and twenties. Teens and twenties. Construction. My grandfather, you know, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. So. Someone might say that was a young transition. Someone might say it's just right. But at 30, somebody says, hey, I'm going to try and make this. I guess you're rounding into your mid-40s now, mm -hmm. right? I think that's a real, that's a, someone, someone needs to, someone needs to kind of realize that time frame of, okay, so I'm 20 or 30, 40, 50, wherever I'm at, 60, 100, whatever it might be. And okay, is it too young, too old, those kind of things? Is there an age that you would say this is a good age or man is just per person who knows? No, because I know a lot of 18 year olds that are mature enough. Uh, they don't have the, they don't have the life experience, right? Mm -hmm. But they are, they're mature enough and they're actually dedicated enough to put the time in and, and to listen and to learn. I know guys that are in their sixties that I would never recommend that they start mm -hmm. any kind of business on mm -hmm. their own just because their mentality. And mm -hmm. so there's not, I don't think age defines it. I don't think location defines it. I think it's it's you, you what you got inside of you is what what defines all that. And then the other part too, I was given this advice, and it was probably the best advice I've ever had before I started my business and all during it, is surround yourself with people who can help. Yeah. And it costs money. Uh, <clears throat> before I started my business, I did my research. I found the best CPA I could find, mm -hmm. and he has been absolutely nothing but amazing. Uh, he has helped me through every step of the way. Um, and without him, I couldn't have, I, there's no way I could have mm -hmm. done this. Very similar to what I'm doing now as I somewhat pivot or add to, uh, you know, my world and mm -hmm. trying to get into real estate investing. Mm -hmm. Tom is my, Tom is my CPA in that role. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm here is, is talking to him and getting some education. And, and uh, so just, it, it costs money. I, I see it all the time. These people want to save their, their mm -hmm. $3,000 a year and try and do taxes on their own. Mm -hmm. And, and that's the worst thing you can possibly do. If mm -hmm. there's one piece of advice I could give anybody, and I don't care if you're young or old, is get a good CPA, surround yourself with 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 people, let somebody do your payroll, let mm -hmm. 
don't don't go cheap on that end of mm -hmm. it because it'll bog you down to where you can't concentrate on what you're trying to do. Yep. Yep. I want to finish this little segment part as we move on to the, the investment part with the psychology piece. Mm -hmm. Talking with people. So you, I think we'd all agree what you said about people and whether they're this job or that job or this income or that bracket. Uh, so what is the psychology? Again, I keep trying to get you to teach us and you're like, well, it's just who I am. And I get the answer. I get the answer. But it's the psychology. And someone might even hear that and say, well, he must be manipulative. Someone could assume that. I know that's not true. But, you know, I just have to manipulate the people to get what I want. I don't think that's what you were saying, by no, the way. No, not at all. Not at all, right? But what is the psychology? So, so what is the skill set? What do I have to look at if I'm young and I'm like, well, I want to surround myself with good people. I want to get into a good business. I want to get into a business that people have a partnership. They trust me. I want to gain some confidence. What's the psychology? What is is there? Is there something that you would say? Well, you got to make sure you learn this skill, or that you make sure you. Um. If, if I if I had to sum it up to if, if I wanted to make it an easy one word is trust. Um, mm -hmm. If you have trust, if you've earned trust from clients, uh, if they've earned your trust, it changes everything. And I know that sounds funny coming from psychology to trust, but but honestly, that is I have found that once people trust you and trust what you're doing, trust your routine and, and how you approach things for them then the psychology part is, is that that's when you become a partnership. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in the beginning, you know, they say fake it till you make it. Yeah. And and I hate to say, but there's a lot of that. Sure there is. There's been so many meetings I've gone into for several different things, uh, really not knowing, not having the information I need, but you still have to go in there with the confidence. That's how you, I guess that's how you make things happen in the beginning. Mm -hmm until you until you i guess earn that trust and, and on and so forth but but the psychology i just i'm not exactly sure how to answer that because you just have to have you have to have confidence in yourself and and I, i'm not even sure i'm not sure how to answer that well i'm going to answer it for you then i've given you a chance you did a terrible job answering yeah, it but i'm going to answer it for you because i've seen it all right go ahead so you walk in my office, we've got, I've got four other, five other people, depending on the day here in the office. And you make sure you say something, to each one of them. Sure. And you look them in the eye and you pause and wait for their answer. Sure. And in fact, sometimes I'm, you're there four or five, six minutes, you know, how, how's your day going? And then the next question follows, how you feeling? Hey, I see you hurt your foot, which you, you saw that Brie hurt her foot. And you related to that sure. because you hurt your, your your foot or leg and and had a conversation and a connection. Mm -hmm. And so what I saw, just so you know, is I think you know how to ask questions. I think you know how to ask the questions, and I think they're very sincere. And, and in the moment of your life, you're pausing in that sphere of your 100, mile, 100 things to do that day. But I'm stopping for a minute, and I'm going to listen to this person and make sure they feel understood, heard you know, valued at some level. Yeah, of course. And then I'm hoping and assuming that it happens everywhere. I've seen it here. You remember that the next time you see them. Yeah, of course. And I mean, that, you, that really should be everybody's goal is to live their entire life that way. It's mm -hmm. not, I don't stop and say hi to, to your office staff here, hoping that I'm going to gain something from it, mm -hmm. but we work together mm -hmm. and I do get to know 
your staff mm-hmm. and you. And so, yeah, it's very important. I think with that was kind of refers back to what I was saying earlier from from the top of the line, wealthy people right down to a laborer on a job site, mm-hmm. everybody has to feel included and they have mm-hmm. to feel part of what's going on. And that's how you get the best out of people. Yep. So I guess for their benefit, your benefit absolutely. and our benefit. Absolutely. Man, nothing like feeling like you belong on a team Correct. or that you belong yeah. or that, Hey, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe not overwhelm them, but you know, small decisions, big decisions, all those kind of things. And then, having that owner specifically say, Hey, we've thought of this. And if someone else comes up with the idea, you know, I was just talking to the gentleman over here that actually is putting the, the brick on the wall. And he had this idea. I thought it was great. And the gentleman can hear that you gave him credit. Sure. Well, and that kind of goes back even to the camaraderie we were discussing earlier. Mm-hmm. Is it used to be that way is that, uh, you know, now it just seems like everybody is singularly focused on their task at hand to where it used to, it used to feel like, well, okay, you're behind. Let me pull my guys over here and help you Mm. do this or this. And it was a common goal type of a thing. And so that, you know, that, that fits into what you're talking about. So here you are at 45, Mm -hmm. 45 years old. And you did come in and see me a few weeks, few months ago. And again, just recently and said, well, I've been doing this now 15 years. And I want to start putting myself into a place that's passive income a little more. Mm-hmm. I want to have maybe something work for me, have money work for me. And of course we talk real estate, right. someone could talk stocks and bonds and those kind of things, but that's not our wheelhouse. We're going to talk real estate. Let's go down your why first. I mean, it might be obvious to some, but you know, Hey, you got a business that's making you a very good living. You have a beautiful home. You've been able to provide your family vacations. You've got a great lifestyle. You have a very steady, secure situation with your business and you want to change. Well, I don't know if it's change yet. Maybe someday change right now. It's, it's add to add to, um, and there's several reasons for it is, is one, uh, it's something, it's something new, exciting. Of course, at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, you know, you hope to make money Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm, I'm now very much into looking forward to some type of a retirement in my life. Yep. Uh, I, I need to keep busy, but I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be on a clock when I'm 70 years old. And so real estate makes a lot of sense for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, another part about it is I'm, I'm like a sponge. I have been since I'm six years old. I love to learn. I love to keep busy. I love business. I love learning new things. And, you know, I, I by no stretch want to say that there's nothing I can learn because you should be learning something new every single yep. day of your life. Yep. But um, I'm looking for a new challenge mm-hmm. and looking to learn something new and do something new, add to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was an interesting question that was raised to me by several of my family and friends is when you, you know, kind of quote unquote retire, what are you going to do? Because mm-hmm. I still have to do something. Sure. So I thought I'd like to do something I enjoy doing. So would that be, you know, for some people it might be, you know, a greeter at Walmart. For some mm-hmm. people it might be doing something. But, but my, my problem was I drew an absolute blank. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what I want to do. And that really makes you sit down and self-evaluate. And so I, I thought about the things that I do enjoy and the things that I, I like to learn from and that interest me. And, you know, this was this was at the top of the list. I've I've dabbled with. Uh, with buying homes, fixing them up, renting them, selling them. I've mm-hmm. done, you've done that. I've built specs. I've, I've done some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great for a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. But when I start talking about retirement, you know, uh, something that is a little more 10 year lease instead of a 12 month lease mm-hmm. sounds a little more attractive to me. And with, 
with talking with you, Tom, uh, it's still, I was still thinking residential on some sort or another, whether that's duplexes, mm -hmm. fourplexes, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm shifting my ideas towards commercial, mm -hmm. commercial real estate. So there's the why. So where do we go from here is our next step. Cause we're, this is now, now we're up to date. Now we're at today and I gave you homework last week. Your comment was busy week. Didn't really go through it. I didn't expect you to be done by the way, but your homework was really the answer to those questions. You just said, you know, what do you want? What do you, what do you want out of this? I'm also interested to hear, you know, what level of income are your thing? Are you thinking, you know, for example, I had someone come in a week ago or two and they want to start with a house and they saw one in Duchesne for 120,000. And I, I thought to myself, I wouldn't do that because that's really small return on investment, right. but it's also low risk in case something goes wrong. That's why they picked it up. So I'm kind of waiting to hear your number, your, your, your level of, you know, Hey, I think I want to spend 500 million, 2 million, 3 million. How much you want to put down those uh, kind of things? Well, and, and honestly, I'm, I always kind of swing big. Mm -hmm. uh, with that said, I have limitations to what I have available. Um, but you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely probably between one to 5 million to start mm -hmm. here with. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, your questions were location. Mm -hmm. I think we've decided Wasatch back. You want Wasatch back? Heber, Camas, Colville, mm -hmm. Park City. Mm -hmm. um, and, and honestly, I don't, this is where kind of one of those things, don't get yourself and you can correct me if you feel differently. Okay. Don't get yourself set that I am looking for a two and a half million dollar property. Right. If the right opportunity comes along and there's mm -hmm. an $800,000 property mm -hmm. or a $500,000 property, if the opportunity is there and it makes sense, don't, you know, I don't want to get myself to where I am just looking in one direction. Yep. So, so yes, you have to have these conversations with yourself and you have to decide what you're looking for, but, but, uh, and don't be afraid. Maybe there's maybe a $20 million opportunity comes along now. You obviously have to bring in help with yeah, little, but, some but investors, don't, uh, but, but don't count yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. I guess is the point. People get very intimidated. It's just another zero at the end. Of Same the concept, huh? So, the one thing I'd add to that is, and I've shared this with you, I learned, and it's a sports metaphor that works really well. And they use it specifically with quarterbacks or point guards, uh, football or basketball. And that is they see as they progress in that process from maybe being the first year or second year. And they say they now see specifically a quarterback, the game is coming to them. Mm -hmm. They're not forcing the ball into a, a spot that might be an interception, but they still go out there and play hard. And the difference is quite minute, really, from just the casual observer. But that's who makes the great quarterbacks, right. is that the game come to them. Now, someone might say again, are we sitting on the couch, going back to what you started out with? No, heavens no. You still practice every day, prepare, move forward. And you want to be ready. You want to know what you want, know what you're looking for, have some things. But then you have to kind of be in that ready mindset for when the game comes to you. And it's literally... I'm watching, I'm aware, I see what's going on. I let people know I'm looking and then see what comes your way. Right. And I've also said the best seat to ever have in the house is the driver's seat. Specifically in your decision-making on your own financial future. That's, right. that's the one. Maybe not in your marriage all the time, per se, maybe. <laughs> but in, in this, so that you can, if someone's coming to you, you're in the driver's seat. Right. If you're chasing them, you're not. Right. Right? Absolutely. So... So, you know, here, here's where we're at, you know, I, by the way, this is, I'm going to ask you back because in one month or one year or whenever, when we make a decision and you start moving forward, I think it'll be fun for people to hear 
the pros, the cons, the right. ups, the downs, the two things we did wrong. And then what I've learned from that, what I've learned from that, because I mean, education is expensive and whether mm -hmm. that is at a university yeah. or you go out and you, you make a, a poor financial decision or whatever. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it all costs money, but if, if you're smart and you learn from it, it gives you a different mindset and perspective. You know, it's okay to, it's okay to make mistakes. I want to, I want to throw out for anyone who might think or feel this, I hear this. So you didn't have a university education, correct? No, not at all. So high school education, yep. and then you were done. Yep. Do you feel, what do you feel about that? Is that, oh, I missed out on my life, I don't care? What do you feel about that? No, I uh, I actually, the way that I'm built, mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure. Uh, of course, I didn't know where I was going to end up either. I mean, mm -hmm. life is funny mm -hmm. that way, right? But a business degree, I mean, I could have, I could have benefited from that, mm -hmm. especially when I was young, starting out. But, but again, I surrounded myself with really good people mm -hmm. who helped me out. Um, but, but it's, it's not for everyone. It, it is for a lot, and in today's world, it's so much different. I've got a mm -hmm. sixteen and a fourteen. I was going to ask you. So you got kids coming. Yeah. And what's and, your advice to them? Uh, some type of higher education, but I'm not opposed to a trade school. Mm -hmm. uh, things along these lines, because I, you know, I. It, the, the worst thing in the world I think a person can do is go and get themselves up to their ears in, in debt, yeah. going to school Agreed. just to realize that that's not what they want to do. And I haven't found too many people in my life that at 18 years old, they truly know mm -hmm. what they want to do with their mm -hmm. life. I'm 45 and I'm still trying to decide, you know, so, <laughs> so I, I, you know, I'm not against schooling at all. I just, how my life worked out is after school, I was able to earn good money in the construction industry and, you know, I, I rolled with that and it's kind of brought me here. So I, I have no regrets. Sure. But again, my path isn't right for everybody. So you have a 16 year old daughter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your advice to her? Do you, do you see that she has a path or she's totally not sure or she shouldn't have a path by the way. She's 16, but yeah. I, and, but and you know, you're thinking for her, what, what are you thinking? I actually tell her all the time that I don't want her to overthink it. Mm. it it's like you say, it, 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 it'll come, it'll come to her. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't mean that, I don't mean that, that it's literally going to come to her, but she'll figure it out. She'll find it. She's 16 years old. I want her to enjoy her mm -hmm. youth. Uh, we do talk about the future all the time. We talk about college. Um, you know, my wife has her signed up. She's already, you know, getting college credits in mm -hmm. high school. Mm -hmm. she, you know, we're preparing for that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, if she says, I want to, you know, I want to go to a, a, a de, an artistic design school mm -hmm. or a graphic design school. I'm sorry, something like that. You know, we're just going to support her with that. Because mm -hmm. if you, you, again, cliche, like nothing else, but you need to enjoy what you do mm -hmm. or there's no point in doing it. Mm -hmm. Honestly. Though so, I would add, if you do something and it doesn't give you the lifestyle you're hoping for, there's a value there too. That you say, okay, that position has got to pay a certain amount to make sure the lifestyle I'm looking for, even if it's just, I want to buy my first house. Of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you have to, yeah, you have to make the money that mm -hmm. that you need to make. You mm -hmm. know, we can't all just have jobs that we jump up and are so excited to go to every day. We have good days, we have bad days. But if you if you can just find something you're passionate about, and again, that's kind of with my pivot. I've you know mm -hmm. I've, I've lost a lot of the uh, excitement doing mm -hmm. what I'm doing. I'm looking mm -hmm. for something a new adventure. Nothing nothing wrong with what I'm doing. Do you feel fear? Mm. No. Why? It, it would just, it, it would put me at a stop. It would slow me down. 
every everything that we do, we need to think about the consequences and we need to mm -hmm. consider, you know, what we're doing. But I mean, fear just never has equated into it with me. Caution has. <laughs> yeah. But but I mean, fear is your worst enemy. And caution and fear are two different things. I think Absolutely. that's very valuable. Yeah. But there's no reason to be there's no reason to be fearful of it if you have done your homework, if you if you surround yourself with the right people again. Mm -hmm. I mean, things can happen. You know, COVID changed a lot of people's lives. Yep. It can happen. But why should I worry about it until it's here? You know, I can't be I can't be scared of something that it's not even happened yet. That's not here. You, you are reminding me of I'm going to call you something that's a, a compliment. I think you have an old soul. <laughs> <I've been told> that. <laughs> that's why maybe at a young age you could make these kind of decisions. But I'm sitting at a family barbecue uh, six, seven years ago now. I'm sitting next to my grandfather who was creeping up to 90. Call it 88 at that time. He passed away at 90, by the way. And I'd had a very stressful and anxious-filled uh, time, whether it was a day, a week, or a month. It was a time of decision and other variables I had weighing on me, mostly with business and stuff. And I sit down with my hamburger on the 4th of July, and he sits down next to me, and he starts buying that hamburger. And he was in the oil industry. He actually built gas stations for an oil company, and that's what his job was for all of it. So he's been through and done. And... Uh, and I said, well, here's my chance. I'm going to ask my dad or my grandpa, excuse me, my grandpa, you know, how did you deal with stress? How did you deal with anxiety? How did you deal with that? And, and I waited for a profound answer because this man is very profound. I've had many, many opportunities to have these kind of conversations. And he's, he's in between bites. He has his root beer ready to go. And he said, hmm, I don't know. I never really felt it, he said. He said, I just knew when I woke up that I was going to work really hard that day and I was going to give it all I had. And what I didn't get done that day, I knew it was going to be there the next day. And I knew I, I knew I trusted myself. That I'd wake up the next day and work just as hard to get that done too. And then he took a bite of his hamburger in a conversation. Yeah. Now I'm not there yet, but you have a flavor of that. Yeah. I mean, I'm a stress case. I'm my own uh, worst critic. I'm harder on myself than anybody. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but with that said, um, I, I'm a firm believer that if at the end of the day, if you've given everything you have mm -hmm. and, and you know that and you, you'll know, mm -hmm. you know, if you've given it all or mm -hmm. if you're not, if you've given everything you have, there's nothing more to give. So why worry about what was or wasn't done? All you can do is your best, right? Well, that's advice for me. I'll tell you that, you know, you were, you want to have some sort of measuring stick. And if the measuring stick is what everybody else is going to think about you before what you think about you. If you've been honest with everybody else, you better be honest with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You better say, you know what? Today's measuring stick. That could have gone better. This could have done different. I did a great job there. Yeah. I can work on that tomorrow. Self-evaluate. I try and self-evaluate daily, if not weekly. What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. um, and then, then you make adjustments. I've right. heard you ask that question, by the way. Yeah. You even asked me, you know, okay, how can I do this differently? Yeah. yeah. Do you do that in your marriage? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, because I, again, I think if you uh, you're you're depriving yourself of a lot of good information, a lot of good stuff, if you don't if you don't ask the questions, you got to ask the question. Yeah, how'd I do? Anything I do better? Mm -hmm. Hmm. And be okay and honest and confident enough to that's thanks for the feedback. Yeah, yeah, you have to be you have to be thick skinned. Yeah. If 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 somebody truly cares about you, they're going to tell you the truth. Yeah. What you want to hear. Yep. Yep. And sometimes that truth is is a tough pill to swallow, but. 
but you do it and, and if 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 you're smart you learn from it well travis is one of those guys that he described i i, I trust he and i both just looked at each other and it's like we've you know we've known each other for a lot of years though you know on a business sense and stuff i'm like i don't know what it is but i just trust you there's something about him and i think in our relationship and that's kind of a fun thing to think about with that uh we're going to go down this path and me in a slightly of a mentor role and he in a you know investing role and maybe we'll talk about it again and people can hear and see what what happens how about that i sure hope so okay thanks for joining us dollars and sensibility see you next time this is dollars and sensibility and i'm tom stone thank you for listening and thanks for getting real with me so next step is to answer your questions come see me guild mortgage 435-654-9979 or goalplastom.com.